Welcome to the Secret to Immortality podcast. This is John Harrigan, Qigong master and founder of the website immortalnow.com where we teach the secret to immortality. The secret to immortality is really about awareness, growing awareness of our core, our soul, our deep and central self that's giving rise to our life. And how can we become aware, be more aware? With the secret to immortality that we teach at immortalnow.com, we have three central parts to help you do that, to help you find your immortal self, express it as who you are in the flesh here on earth as your life. How do you do that? One, you do it with mindfulness for immortality, just becoming aware of what we're thinking, aware of what we're doing. Two, Qigong for Lasting Life, an ancient Chinese meditative art that I've been practicing for decades. And the third part is immortality coaching, which um, the name describes what it is. You're working with somebody farther upon the path to help you with your path to aliven, awaken, encourage, and accelerate your personal growth. That's parts one, two, and three, and they all lead, all of them lead to a growing awareness of your internal bliss, of your internal joy, happiness, of your experience of self, of deep self. And we suggest this deep self as you experience it. It is timeless. It is eternal. It is immortal. So how do we translate that into the physical flesh? And what's the challenge of doing that? On a mindful level, mindfulness for immortality, we need to look at how were we born into the world and what influence does the world have upon us. And by talking about how we're born into the world, I mean inheritance. Don't go into thinking a lot about genetics. I love science and I've taken years of science at uh, college and really enjoyed it, but it's really not part of the secret to immortality. In the secret to immortality, we're going beyond science to a deeper, more powerful, personal place. So looking at ourselves in mindfulness for immortality, we're born with certain genetic features that affect the thinking, the experiences, and um, the evolutionary processes of people that preceded us. Um, we have genetics and epigenetics. Um, both fascinate me, but it's not part of this program. You can research that further a little bit. But all of life's choices, um, as we evolved and as we came forth, even in very recent generations, people in our family line, their experiences and their choices have affected who we were born as in our physical vehicle, how we react to things, how we think about things. And none of that's a problem. But we do need to slowly become aware of how we are programmed for a life of hardship and eventually death, no matter what we do. How are we programmed for that? Well, number one, we're all programmed and um, in life and uh, before we're born, um, people preceding us, we're programmed to... Uh, think of life as having an end to it, thinking that um, and feeling and believing with all our soul that death is the inevitable 
outcome of life, but it's really not. And um, looking at how we're born into the world, I don't think any children are born into the world expecting humans to be so terribly flawed, and I don't think they're expecting to be in a world of war. I don't think children, I certainly didn't, expect to be in a world of predators where everything and everyone has to capture, eat, and eat someone else, someone, something else to survive. And just pause for a moment. How cockeyed and wrong is that? That every person, every animal, everything, even plants compete for territories. Um, read up on that or look up on it and Google if you want. Why are we in this competitive world? And I suggest to you that partly we're just perpetuating what we slowly chose and created life to be. I suggest that we're responsible for this creation. No mindless deity. What, I mean, quite honestly, what, what kind of de almighty deity would create a horrible world where everything has to chase, consume, and chase, kill, and consume something else? That would be a very deranged sociopathic deity, which uh, I strongly suggest you doesn't exist, but it does exist as you and me. It does exist as the world we live in, and the secret to immortality is changing that design within ourselves. And as we change ourselves, the creation follows suit automatically, I suggest. So we become mindful and thinking mindfully, how am I creating my day? How am I thinking? What are the habits of my thoughts? What are the belief basis of my life? One basic belief of our life, both conscious and unconscious, is that death is inevitable. And I suggest it's not. It's just something we've created over the eons, life forms, life itself. And we in this moment are creating by holding that conscious or unconscious thought that death is an inevitable part of life, that there is a Disney-esque full circle that is natural, appropriate, and right, people just stop for a moment and think, is there anything right and good about people dying? Have you ever helped a loved one slowly progress towards death? Have you seen young people that you're related to or close by in your community suffer and die? Have you seen accidents? Are you aware of the toll of war, both for our own country now, recently, and all of the world? This is mayhem and chaos and suffering and pain, not just for human beings, but for all life forms. It's not really good enough that we have a brief moment of happiness here or there or a good time in the sun that lasts not ever long enough. So we'd like you to challenge yourself a bit and discover and write down and think about what your beliefs really are. 
you know, you've heard beliefs are things, and I suggest to you, we are creating the entire creation, every bit of it, personally, collectively, and I would suggest it's not a linear fashion, um, it's not an arithmetic fashion. In a way, each individual is creating this entire creation kind of irrational, kind of doesn't make sense, but as you get deeper and deeper into your eternal self, where there actually is no time or place, but the eternal now, these things do start to make sense. An example of this is, I was born with this mission, with what you're hearing me talk about now and do. And when I was about six or seven years of age, I remember sitting in front of a mirror, and you may have heard this before. The whole article about this is listed on essential articles in the blog, but I was born to this mission that you're listening to right now, teaching eternal life on earth for all of humanity and working through that process physically, emotionally, and psychologically myself. I'm still there working through it, working with it. And this really needs to happen with a group of people. It's not not individually. We can't be who ourselves. We can't be ourselves who we really are if we just keep thinking of ourselves as a separate individual superpower. We're not. There's no such thing. We have to join with each other. We have to join with creation to have those superpowers, but it means we're together. We're in bliss. We're in benevolence, love, in compassion. And then most of our thoughts, most of our desires fall away for something much greater that we have to do. So I was born into this life with that type of mission, that sort of mission. I remember when I was about six or seven years of age, I was looking in the mirror, and I was sitting there as my eternal self, as my eternal observer. I wasn't really in, I was sitting in this world, in my body, very much so, but I wasn't really um, in time-limited consciousness. And I could see about 1,500 more than that, maybe 1,600 and some odd lifetimes that I had lived. But none of them were past or, I mean, they're all present. None of them were past uh, or future. All these lives were alive as I looked at them. And that makes no sense if we're in a time-limited consciousness. It makes no sense. But as I looked at all my past lives, they were all alive and happening at the same time, yet they were in the past in a reference and a lively resource for everything good that I am and can become. And I would suggest that I'm not talking about past lives as being important for your consciousness. I'm just saying that even though we're here and we seem limited by time and space, physically we're not. Physically, things can happen that are very much part of our lives that are not limited by time and space and that are not part of this death creation that we have all sadly bought into. So what I'm suggesting is just this instant, I'm thinking of a Christian revivalist tent meeting or something like that, just this instant, 
buy out of the idea of suffering and death and hardship and repeated incarnations, if that's what's been happening for you in the past, buy out of it. Just say no and step into your real, true, authentic self, which I suggest is immortal, eternal, blissful, grounded, stable, happy, and everything good that the universe can be. I can't put it into words, but you know, every spiritual person, um, every individual that enjoys their time in nature or anything you do that you like, I suggest this is your eternal self expressing and experiencing itself. So go to whatever is eternal for you. If you love nature, go into nature. If you love art, get going with your art. Find that relaxed and easy eternal place. Get deeper and deeper into yourself. To find this eternal nature, this permanent part of yourself, this stability, common strength, bliss, love, and commonality with all that exists, to find this, do something simple. Start examining your motives. You may think you're being perfectly nice and you have no ulterior motives, that you're not angry or feeling competitive, but... Really look at what you're saying. Why did you say what you said? Why did you do what you said? Why did you do? Yeah, what you said is an action. Why did you do what we do? Why did you do what you did? Why do we do what we do? Looking at motives or everything, write them down and have a primary directive this instant. Buy into it right now like you're at a church revival where you swear and want and are purposeful in being compassionate, kind, and benevolent to everyone you encounter. Are your words coming from a compassionate and benevolent place of kindness and good? We. It sounds impossible. How can I be kind and good throughout the whole day? Well, I'm not, but I'm getting better and better at it. We improve by working at it. We improve by joining up with other people that are doing the same thing. And I suggest a daily practice of examining your motives. Am I speaking kindly? Am I acting kindly? Am I moving kindly? Am I moving strongly in representation of who I really am? This isn't where we capitulate or let people run over us. Sometimes that's not a bad idea. Let an angry person run over and buy and leave our presence, and we don't have to become part of that. But as we find this eternal being, we get stronger, we get more grounded, more into who we are. We're not dissociating into this, into that. When we get into our mortal selves, this isn't about fairies and angels. This is about heaven here and now as who we physically are, as what's around us. And this is about changing the physical expression of the universe by changing ourselves. I suggest we're in really kind of like a globe of our own creation that simply reflects all around us what we're thinking and what we're doing. So let's make this a beautiful garden of Eden by becoming aware. And I, I suggest to you the term original sin, if it has any value, it's just the original sin is when we walked away 
from the benevolence and permanence of our soul and started to grasp and destroy the creation and consuming it. The creation is nothing else but ourselves. And when we start to consume, (laughs) chase down and kill other graceful creatures in this heavenly place, when we start to chase them down, kill them and eat them, we seal our own fate. And if there's any original sin, it's just the daily sin or wrong that we all do by accepting physical harm by contributing to the death of the world. People, it's not hard to get to this perfect, blissful, immortal place. Just calm down and go easy on yourself. Do Qigong. There are free Qigong exercises on the website, immortalnow.com. I put some in the podcast now and then, and I can do one with you now. Just Qigong meditation. So I'm going to go through it quickly, but I want you to have the procedure. Sit down in a calm, peaceful place. Close your eyes. Imagine you can see through your eyelids to the tip of your nose. From the tip of your nose, imagine a ruby red arc going out about three to four inches and curving into your heart. Beautiful, perfect, relaxed breathing. You observe your breath. You don't control it. Eyes to nose, nose to heart in a ruby red arc. And then let your attention fall to your feet and see your feet grounded deeply, maybe 10 or 12 feet into the earth. Groundedness. We're not dissociating. Dissociating is a phenomenon of being hurt, a phenomenon of trauma. When we're in a hurtful place, we want to get away from it. When we're being hurt, we want to at least use our imagination to get to a place that's more safe with Qigong, a healing art that we use for immortality. I suggest that's what it's really for in addition to fighting. There are fighting forms. There are are medical forms, which is my specialty, but you only need one or two exercises for the secret to immortality. I'll teach you far more than that when you become part of our class, part of our weekly membership class where there are uh, deeper and um, more selected and private lectures and Qigong lessons. That's You can find that on our website, our membership, monthly membership, and you can also find a very powerful introductory course into the secret to immortality that has some very good Qigong in it. But you now know some Qigong, eyes to nose, nose to heart and ruby red arc, feet to ground. You can do that any time of day if you're standing in line somewhere and getting impatient. You don't have to close your eyes. Just think nose to heart in a ruby red arc, feet to ground. Nose to heart in a ruby red arc, feet to ground. What is the secret to immortality? Three parts, and you'll find them at immortalnow.com. The secret to immortality is three parts. One, mindfulness for immortality. Two, Qigong for lasting life. And three, immortality coaching. All of those together are what I've been doing for decades and what I bring to you today, and they all work in a powerful way for you to find yourself, who you really are, to get steady, to get calm, to get stable, to be happy and successful in this world. There is no gold, I suggest to you. There is no ambition. There is no final place to be that's more rewarding and greater than your true self right here on earth. 
earth and flesh. You can do it today. That's why I'm here giving it to you, doing it with you. If you're simply listening to me, you're coming along. Give yourself to yourself. Joyous and happy. Joyous, happy, and free. We are immortal now. Bless you and keep you for the week ahead. That is all for today.